The content of the Think Dimension podcast is based on the individual opinion and experiences of Amy House and should not be used as or in place of medical care. Think Dementia recommends you consult a physician if you have medical concerns for yourself or a loved one. This disclaimer also extends to any guests or content creators of the show. And now, let's think dementia. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Think Dementia. I am Amy House, and we have... uh, heartbreaking question today because I think that a lot of people have gone through this and it is really, really hard to deal with. So let's listen to the question from Missy. Hi there. Uh, Before my mom passed away, she was diagnosed with dementia and she got real mean. Can you tell me why somebody with dementia would get angry and, and mean? It was so different than what her her personality normally was. Thank you so much, Missy, for sharing your experience. I'm sure it was very hard to have your mother angry with you and angry at other people when that's not the personality that you knew. And you kind of wonder, what can I do or what did I do and what should I do? Those are all really hard things when you're dealing with ambiguous loss. Ambiguous loss is where that person has a different role in your life now. They're still here, but a lot of the things that they did for you or the relationship that you had has changed so much and parts of it are gone. When you have somebody who is angry with dementia, there are a few things to consider. First of all, the front part of the brain is likely damaged. With that damage to that part of the brain, you can see major personality changes. Usually, when we're developing that part of our brain, we're very small. We're very little. And I'm sure you've known some people who went through, like, the terrible twos. During that time, they were learning how to regulate their emotions. You probably wonder, like, why are they called the terrible twos or the terrible threes? When you're a toddler, your brain is developing and it's learning how to regulate your emotions. You're learning what I should really be upset about and what I really need to think through and and how to control my emotions, how to control my reaction. And when somebody has the damage from their brain cells shrinking and dying in that part of the brain, in the frontal lobe where you develop those skills and abilities, they are losing them. And when you lose those skills and abilities, their brain is going back to a time where When I feel like this, I'm just going to scream. When I feel like this, I'm just going to say mean, hurtful things. All of the skills that we have learned to control our emotions and to keep our relationships intact throughout the years, those parts of the brain are damaged. And so it is something where someone can lash out and be very angry with you for no reason or suspect you of something that maybe you didn't have anything to do with. Also, there are chemical changes happening in the brain. And so somebody may have anger because they just don't have the chemicals in their brain to make them feel happy or positive. And in those situations, medications can be very helpful. I once was talking with a person living with dementia who was a retired nurse, and she came into my office and 
she came in and she was just talking away about how, you know, we need to change things around here. She was used to be in charge of an entire hospital. And anything I suggested, she would turn it into a negative statement. For example, I would say, well, you know, I really try to involve the staff in the decisions. And she would say, well, then they're just going to start undermining your authority. Then what are you going to do? And I would say, okay, um, well, sometimes I just need to explain the why, the why of why we're doing things a certain way to help everybody understand the common goal we're going towards. And she would turn around and say, but can they understand it? Are you just wasting your time? That is precious time that you could be doing caring for your patients. She just anything that I would come up with, she would have a negative response. <laughs> Eventually, I kind of just turned it back on her and I said, well, how do you think I should deal with that? And then her answer was, hmm, I need a moment to digest that. Let me go think about it. <laughs> and she left. <laughs> but you've probably experienced that in your life with somebody living with dementia or perhaps somebody who is living with some mental health issues where the person just cannot come up with anything positive. And that is a chemical problem in their brain. When you can't see the glass as half full ever, <laughs> that is usually a chemical issue. And so sometimes when people are really negative, really angry, they're just twisting everything you're saying, it's because their brain just doesn't have the chemicals to even see things in a positive manner. And that would be something you should talk to the doctor about so that they can understand what's going on. Hey there, listeners. This is Amy House with... Think Dementia. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may realize now that during this dementia journey, you need to do more than just love someone. You need to learn how to adapt, and to do that, you have to think dementia. If you have found that helpful to listen to the podcast, please consider a monetary contribution. You can go and support the podcast by going to the website buymeacoffee.com backslash thinkdementia. The information is also on my website, think-dementia.com, your contribution could be as small as buying me a cup of coffee so that I can continue bringing good information to care partners out there and helping them learn how to think dementia. Thank you so much for your support. Another cause of anger can be pain. Irritability and anger can come out in pain in many ways when somebody is having dementia symptoms. When somebody is living with pain, but they don't know the way to communicate it, or they think that they're tough and they just don't need anything to help with that their whole lives, they've never taken a medication or whatever it is. When somebody's dealing with pain, they can be so irritable. Their fuse can be so short, and you may not realize that what's happening with that person when they're walking around on their arthritic foot is affecting the conversation that you're having at lunch today. or when they're walking around on that arthritic foot, it's affecting how the bedtime routine goes. And that could be because, you know, they're just, they're, they're ready to boil over because of that pain. They don't even realize it. When somebody is elderly that's living with dementia, compared to younger people who have younger onset dementias, they might be experiencing pain from arthritis. They may have had knee problems in the past or hip problems, back pain, things that are starting to um, you know, really come out as they age that maybe happened earlier in life and they don't know how to explain it and they probably don't realize they're in so much pain. One, because they don't have that reasoning and judgment in their brain. 
But also, when you live with pain that's chronic, many times you don't realize you're in pain until you're like really, really, really in pain. So again, it's that it's that looking at somebody as a pot of boiling water. And if that pain is bringing them right up to the top where just that bedtime routine or that conversation at lunch is spilling them over, we need to try to get that back down to a simmer. And so considering that somebody may have pain is one of the areas to look at and to talk to their doctor about. And when I talk about pain, I know that there are many, many uh, times out there where people are concerned about pain medication because they're worried about falls and whether or not that would make the person you know, unbalanced or contribute to falls. But there are so many things out there to help with pain that are not a medication. You know, it may be as simple as helping them with an ice pack regularly or a heating pad. It could be that you're putting something like, um, you know, icy hot or a menthol rub on the pain to help the brain think about something else. Um, There are obviously great alternative medicines out there that can do acupuncture, um, cranial sacral therapy. There are many ways that you can deal with pain. And I think as the population ages that are familiar with those ways of dealing with pain, we will see that happening and kind of uh, a need for that when people are living with dementia and have pain to have these alternative methods in somebody who is not only skilled in helping to manage their pain, but also skilled with dementia. So that's hopefully something that we can see in the future. Another big one that could be causing someone's anger would be that they're very, very hangry. I'm sure you've used that word before, or if you haven't, it's a combination of hungry and angry. Hangry is the word that we use in today's society. And it is true. If you've seen that commercial with Betty White and the snicker bars and how she gets all mean and, and whatnot, it's like when you are hungry, your body can be easily, easily irritated. And you can really get angry about the smallest thing. So consider whether or not your loved one has had a snack. Um, You know, maybe they need something, but they don't know how to say it. They don't realize that they need something. They don't even know that they're hungry. Maybe their brain's not registering it, but their body's saying, yeah, I'm mad right now because I am so hungry and you're not giving me anything. So think about how you're having like regular snacks in between meals. Is that what's causing the anger? Or maybe their morning routine is just really tough. Well, maybe it's time for some breakfast in bed before we start the morning routine because let's get a good full stomach and have them feel happy and satisfied before we start that morning routine. Another cause of anger that may be coming out could be some emotional trauma or physical trauma from the past. I went and saw a geriatric psychiatrist at a conference a few years ago, and he was talking about how there's such a high percentage of people living with dementia that were abused, either sexually or physically or emotionally. I would like to think that the generations that have come after that have less abuse, but there's still a lot of abuse out there that is not talked about and not dealt with. But particularly if you have loved ones who are from the generation of, you know, the greatest generation or the baby boomers, during that time, it wasn't recognized. People were not giving the support they need if they were reporting abuse. And so there can be a lot of bottled up uh, pain and anger um, inside that's coming out now. Again, they're sometimes not working with their short-term memory, and they're just working with their long-term memory. 
So they may be angry or physical or upset in the shower, and you're not sure why, but it's because they're pulling from their long-term memory, and perhaps something really bad happened to them in a shower or a bathroom. And it's just something where you have to continue to express to that person that they're safe. I'm here with you. I won't let anyone hurt you. And, you know, continue to try to make the experience as positive as you can, but know that they may be battling with some deep down demons that happened years ago that you have nothing to do with. And I guess the point of all of this is to say, don't take this anger personally. It's so hard not to do that, right? It's so hard to say, I'm, I'm just going to let it just roll off my back, roll off my back. Um, as paid care partners, we learn to do that very quickly. I will tell you, um, I had a woman who it was like I was there with her and I was in big trouble. I was going to jail. She was going to see me in jail. So angry with me. I walk out. I come back later. Two, two minutes later, honestly, and all of a sudden, oh, here you are, my sweetheart. I'm so happy you're here. You're so wonderful. Then we switched floors and I brought her upstairs for something. And all of a sudden, I'm going to jail again. And everybody here is going to jail and you're going to jail. And she was so angry with me again. Five minutes later, hey, there you are. So sometimes when somebody has that anger, you don't know where it's coming from and you just have to let it roll off your back and you just have to say, okay, you know what? Let's just start over. Let me just turn around, give that person five minutes and come back and see if maybe I'm no longer on their list <laughs> and make sure that I'm maybe somebody that they're not upset with anymore. So those are some reasons why somebody might show anger during their disease process. And again, it is so hard to not take it personally, and a support group is a great place where you can talk about what somebody has said to you, what they've accused you of, what they, you know, just how hard it has been for you to be the one absorbing that anger and know that there are other people that understand it. And I would recommend that is a great topic for a support group of let's talk about when somebody's been angry. Missy, I really appreciate your question. And I hope that you can look back on the experience that you had with your mother and know that it was not something that was in your control or her control. There's nothing you can do to go back and change it now, but hopefully your question is going to help some people in the future who are facing similar anger. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you next time. everyone, this is Amy House, and I would love to hear from you. If you go to my website, www.think-dementia.com, you can record a message about the person you're caring for, or maybe a question for yourself, and how you can get more support. Again, that's www.think-dementia.com, where you can leave a recording with SpeakPipe, or you can contact me through the contact page. <laughs>